Hello, Andy Trenders, and welcome back to the Anime Trending Podcast, live on Spotify, Google Pay Podcasts, uh, other podcast platforms that are available near you. I'm your host, Noobles, joined by three lovely members of Anime Trending. James. Yes, I'm lovely. I, uh, Gracie, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, guys. Um... Uh, if I disappear throughout the episode, um, I'm not feeling too well today, but um, good news is our uh, editor doesn't have to worry about uh, making my voice softer this time, so. <laughs> oh, no. She disappears, she's Please music do better. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Gracie is music, music guide. But Gracie do feel better, but uh, we're here to talk about anime, and also we have... Uh, Agnes? Yes. Wow, you guys' intros are very brief today. Sorry. Like, in the past, I, often... My brain short-circuited. We got one person with a short-circuiting brain. We got one person that's under the weather. I am in the middle of moving all of my earthly possessions into another room. Uh, so I'm actually not at my desk. I'm sitting on a trunk and using a TV tray to record my all this stuff. So uh, everything's a little up in the air for all of us. It is a time of great upheaval at Anime Trending, but only in our personal lives. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that's true i'm i just drained a chocolate milkshake like i found out we had chocolate ice cream so i'm a bit on high energy which is great because they're going to talk about two animes that i'm enjoying this season but this is our summer 2020 first impressions on the show obviously there will be spoilers so do be aware of that uh because we're going to talk about what we think for the following shows fruits basket 2020 uh, which is predominantly gracie and agnes because they're caught up i am unfortunately still behind in season one but i'm very curious to see how things have developed ha, i haven't even uh, watched second it. show i think you would enjoy it. it's very like calm and there's a lot of themes but i'll let gracie and Agnes talk about more about it in a agnes, second second uh, as it's very calm <laughs> oh okay mm, okay i know there's all right there, there, there are questions for that but anyways uh then we have the <laughs> And then we have, oh boy, the full, the short name is uh, The Misfit of Demon King Academy. But the long name is The Misfit of Demon King Academy, History's Strongest Demon King, Reincarnated and Goes to School with His Descendants. Great. Welcome to Light Novel Titles. And then last but not least, we'll talk about The God of High School, which is probably one of the most hyped anime of the season right now, where everyone's talking about it because tournament arcs. Um, They're popular. Excited. Uh, very popular show, indeed. But yes, Agnes and Gracie will dive into Fruits Basket 2020. Uh, we will let you know on the timestamp if you are not caught up with Fruits Basket to hear our thoughts on Misfit of Demon King Academy and The God of High School. So if you beautiful are... editor will insert timestamps soon to let them know when to skip Fruits Basket. But actually before that, Gra Gracie Agnes, could you tell us a little bit about Fruits Basket for those who have not seen it. Sure. So um, Fruits Basket is uh, a fairly old uh, but very famous uh, and um, successful manga series. It was adapted a long, long time ago into an anime series that did not adapt the full story. So um, when you type in Fruits Basket, it's specifically Fruits Basket 2019-2020 because it is going through a uh, brotherhood treatment, as we like to call it, where um, the anime is adapting the full story this time instead of cutting it short like the old adoption did. Um, I know a lot of people um, 
take a first glance and they think it's some kind of um, romantic drama that it's just going to be filled with cliche stereotypical things especially since the posters you know always hint at a love triangle of some sort but um, Fruits Basket is a lot more than that. It covers a lot of themes and um, really important and very serious themes. But to start it all off, you basically um, follow a girl named Toru Honda who's living in a tent in this forest by herself. Um, and it turns out that the land that she was living on is actually the land of one of her classmates, um, the very mysterious Yuki Soma, and for his whole Soma family. And she quickly finds out, like, within minutes, I mean, that, um, that his family has a unique uh, 12 animal zodiac curse afflicting them. And it's basically her story of becoming part of their family and as well as, like, learning about them and stuff. I completely forgot about the fact that, yeah, she was living in a tent. I, it didn't register me until you said, I'm like, right, that's where it started. Mm-hmm. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah, she was it... living in their backyard. They literally took a stroll out in the backyard and they found her there. Yeah. Uh, yep. Shigure, uh, who is one of the main characters, or I guess like main supporting characters might be more accurate, but he like he basically was doubling over in laughter when he realized that, hey, my uh, my nephew's or, you know, a relative, my relative's classmate is literally living in our backyard right now, so... Yes. Um, it's... Um, That's hilarious. His noobles isn't very far, so he says it's relaxing stuff. What's funny is the first season it can be very misleading, especially the first few episodes, because it seems very rom-com and slice of life, but um, there's a reason why this story is so classic and timeless. The fact that when a remake was announced, the entire fandom jumped right back onto social media and back on board. Like, it covers a lot of things that's so much more than just, like, oh, this is romantic and this is comedic and stuff like that, so. I am looking forward to that when I do get to that level, but I'm enjoying the slow stroll like I am in the backyard, only to find out, oh, someone's living in my backyard. <laughs> well, I hope no one's living in your backyard, Newbles. <laughs> I had a possum living in my backyard. Aww. A rabbit ate my plant, so... Oh, yeah, I remember wow, that. Rude. You well, were devastated. At least... Rabbit. Yeah, I was devastated, but <laughs> I digress. Uh, we can dive into Fruits Basket 2020 uh, based off the recent episode that came out, so editor, please insert timestamp here. Hi, everyone. It's Editor Reality here. Uh, if you want to skip over all the Fruits Basket spoilers, uh, just go to 19 minutes and zero seconds on your timeline of this podcast. Uh, additionally, if you want to skip any discussion of any of the shows and are just interested in one particular discussion of a show, take a look at the podcast description and all the timestamps will be listed below as well. All right, that's enough for me. Uh, let's continue on with the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, Fruits Basket 2020. Uh Give us the the tea. We we have. I have my milkshake. But yes, please, Agnes and Gracie, take um, it away. I, oh gosh, I think season two is a lot stronger than season one. Personally, Agnes, feel free to disagree with me. Um, no, I agree with you. Don't worry. Okay, so my <laughs> my main reason is um, easy. <laughs> one. So a big reason why I respect Fruits Basket's story a lot is um, that it covers a lot of very heavy issues. It talks about, it really dives deep into uh, parental abuse. It talks about, um, it talks about 
um, toxic relationships. It talks about suicide, depression. Like they're, they're really heavy things that usually you won't see in what seems to be labeled as a romantic comedy. And while the first scene of the first season sort of scratched the surface with that, the second season is where they really dive into those themes and topics and, um, and that's kind of why I like the second season more, but I am a little biased because um, Fruits Basket really affected me personally as a child. Um, I read the manga slash um, watched the anime when I was very, very young still, and um, and even then it already taught me a lot about depression and like dealing with kids who might have very bad family situations that um, I I didn't even know the the coined term was like I didn't know what depression was as a kid or anything but I did know based on how Toru interacts with them how she helps them I like I basically kind of absorbed that into my mind and so um and I legitimately still use um stuff that Toru does in the series that's being portrayed even more now um in the second season with my friends when I was growing up. So it's like Fruits Basket is very different because it has like personally affected me and you could even potentially say that um, the main character helped shape my personality. So yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's quite deep. I didn't realize how much of an impact Fruits Basket had on you. I remember seeing clips and videos of the remake on YouTube as well. Or not remake, the original on YouTube before uh, YouTube became formal. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's really interesting to see the art style changes. Though, Agnes, um, were you one of those who watched the original ones or are you someone who like dived into the new one? I actually did watch the original when I was very young mm-hmm. as well. At the time, I did not fully conceptualize the themes that it was presenting, but it was probably because the original anime did not touch on it as much. It was focusing a lot about the idyllic high school that Toru was going through with her friends. And at that point, I actually wasn't interested in Fruits Basket. I kind of sat through it, kind of mind-numbingly went through the episodes, but always asked myself, why are they not talking about the Soma family? Which is usually... The main, which is actually the main crux of the entire series, is diving into about the Soma curse and the parental, the family, and the toxic relationships within the series. So I did not actually give much thought about Fruits Basket until I saw the reboot and until I saw more and more people talking about it and I thought, okay, let me give this a chance. I want to see where they took, they will take this. And it has surprised me in many 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 turns and i hope it will continue to do so for throughout season two Mm -hmm. um like you got it like it's pretty impressive isn't it that like um first of all the first anime series um didn't capture the true strength of fruits basket in my opinion so i like i'm not surprised honestly that um it didn't hook you the first time but um, mm-hmm. with the second season where it's diving deeper into these bigger themes and um, bigger topics, which can actually be quite controversial, you know, because no one really wants to talk about parental abuse and neglect right. or, and stuff like that. But um, I do think these are important topics that need to be discussed. Um, 
the author and the story does a really good job at reflecting the emotions that come with it. Um, and it's like, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough where I, I can't say it's from personal experience because, um, because of my family situation or anything, but I have very, very, very close friends. And, um, one of them has abusive relation, um, had abusive parents. And then, another one had neglectful parents and so like when they tell me these things it's it just blows my mind at how accurately fruits basket portrays it and so and i think agnes like you um without obviously diving into too many details like i think you also have like a personal experience as well where the anime does a good job of reflecting or am i like wrong or no 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 you're you're completely right the author or the mangaka, I should say, has a very good grasp on the emotional state of all the characters and accurately portray the situations they go through. There is a little bit of embellishment because it is a manga. You know, there's this weird supernatural curse that's going around. But a lot of these toxic relationships and family situations you can actually see happening in many people. And a lot of animes that I've noticed, and especially with things like Otome Sim, Otome Sim games, they tend to exas- exacerbate the trauma and the parental abuse, mm-hmm. but it's not done realistically, which is why I feel like a lot of people, when they watch anime, they get this very skewed perception of what it actually looks like. Mm-hmm. But Fruits Basket does a very good job at making it realistic. And also... Another point, if it's not about family abuse, it's also about the concept of death. Um, There is a lot of realism when it comes to the five stages of grief, which is really shown in the series and how certain people cope with them just losing a loved one, how they will always like smile and keep it together, or they kind of cling on to something that is very non-substantial anymore, but they can't let go of it because they don't know what else to cling on to. So that's why I think Fruits Basket is doing really well, is because it's oddly very realistic compared to a lot of other animes that I've seen throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, James, out of curiosity, would you say this is something you'd be interested in watching? Because I know, like you're, you really like. Um, I I know you have eclectic tastes, and um, well, you love things, <laughs> but um... I'm, I'm flattered you call them eclectic as opposed to just like gross. that was. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a great way to describe i'm sorry uh, i i mean uh, apparently sat words come out when i'm tired so no that's fine i use i if i remember correctly i called a character sophomoric in one of my antibites because i just needed the alliteration to happen um <laughs> anyway it sounds like the second half sounds really good from i i remember my middle school used to have some volumes of the manga and I thought it was super boring, but I guess that's just because it was the very beginning and didn't really get to the, the juicy bits. So maybe I'll get Yeah, the, I will yeah, admit the that is... the beginning can be a bit of a slow start. Like, Or I guess the beginning is a little more generic. I mean, that's my opinion, at least. I Most mean, definitely. It does. small amount of yeah. bread, I'd have to agree. No, it is pretty generic, the first bit. It seems like the typical shoujo that you just run at the mill, pick up from the shelf, and you're like, oh, this looks cute. There's going to be a love triangle. There's going to be misunderstandings. Woohoo! And you just kind of get invested into it. And then after a couple of volumes, you're like, oh, this wasn't what I signed up for, but this is still good anyway. So if you can just like kind of like skim through, I guess, or maybe like kind of gloss over or get through it, 
then I think you it's worth it's worth looking into. It yeah. gets a lot we'll more. We'll see. Maybe if I can convince if I can convince my sister to watch it with me, then I'll have a real reason to actually <laughs> buckle down and watch it. Sure. If you can, why not? It gets I interesting do. when the other Zodiac members start getting introduced because at the very beginning, when it's just the core Zodiac animals, which is only three of them, um, it, that's where most of the generic stuff happens. But once you start meeting the other animal or like the characters possessed by the other animal spirits that it's like each of them have their own story and you quickly start to realize like the isn't the dragon one a seahorse technically yes um yes one of of them is a seahorse yes (laughs) yeah there we go that's my one memory (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious hattori must be protected just saying Oh gosh, uh, Hattori's chibi, uh, like w- w- he has a chibi face where he's like happiness, and it was like it's very blank, and I, I just saved that one because I felt like that looks a lot like one of my friends, <laughs> and so every time like <laughs> I talk to her, I'm like this is you, and I send her the chibi. So. That's so cute. I know, like that's hilarious. If uh, I'm imagining the that's that chibi face of Hattori but put it into that meme format where it, you're supposed to show different character expression, different expressions of your character. Oh, and yeah. But for Hattori's, it doesn't change. It doesn't matter if he's sad, angry, depressed. It's flat. Yes, <laughs> yes. And don't worry, we will post a pic of that chibi in the thing. <laughs> Is it official art? Uh, Is well, it official I art screenshot the it from the episode. Like, Ah, it's from the episode. That's okay, okay. Yeah, that's official then. Here, you guys want to take a peek yeah. right now? Sure, oh, why not? The secret, the secret sauce. Oh, boy. Oh, that's so cute. Ah, yes. Ah, excellent. Yes. Right, I can get behind that. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the my go-to pick now, so... <laughs> at least with my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fair, that's fair. I know a lot of people really like Hattori, at least, like, the, the anime fans that I know and I interact with daily... She gets very excited whenever Hattori comes on screen. <laughs> I just love all of them. But once again, I'm more compelled by the themes and like the lessons they're trying to teach. So I hope whoever did drop the first season and are curious. Because I, I mean, we obviously didn't really go into too much spoilers for the second season. So if anyone like got through the first season and like they're not sure about continuing, you guys are still listening, like uh, please consider picking up the second one because I do think the second one is immensely stronger. So I 100% vouch for this as well. You heard it here first. Y'all missing out. Get back into it. Hop, off, yeah. hop, hop back onto that horse. If you are not there for the themes or you're not there for the romance, at least be there for the characters. Mm-hmm. Many of the Fruits Basket characters are quite memorable and they're very unique from one another. All right. Transition. Now we're going to talk about a different thing. Yes. We should add a musical cue for that. Yeah, <laughs> we should get we should get Riala to give us a musical gunshot dot flag uh, cue. <laughs> oh, oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, second show we have on a docket is the Misfit of Demon King Academy, which has three episodes out as of the recording of this podcast. Uh, Gracie, you mentioned very good at synopsis, which you give, kindly give us. A synopsis for a ridiculously long anime we're going to show as Demon King Academy. <laughs> um, well, Demon King Academy um, 
is interesting to say the least. It's about uh, literally a, a demon, a king of all demons, who died many, many, many years ago, and he finally reincarnates. I think four hundred years in the future, but like very, very far. Two thousand. Wow. Two, two millennia later, he decides oh, to reincarnate. <laughs> Oh god, he goes to school. Time. <laughs> um, the school, yeah, the school to be a demon king. He reincarnates 2,000 years later um, where he finds the world very, very changed and he goes to this demon uh, king academy school which is where they who they use to interview candidates for the next demon king and it's basically him being ridiculously powerful and being like, I am the reincarnated demon king, bow to me and everyone's like, no! And so that's basically um, a good synopsis of the series. Oh, yeah, it should. For clarification, it's not like, oh, I am reincarnated as a little babby. No, 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 no. He just shows up again with all of the exact same powers that he had before. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's kind of just like he time leaped 2000 years in the future and he's borrowing a body. Uh, I I think he looks the same, too. Is it just me or? Uh, he looks about the same because yeah. if I remember yeah. correctly, like the rules of reincarnation are like you gotta you'll end up in in a vessel that's you know in a new body that's very similar to your original. Um, okay. But yeah, it's 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 an overpowered main character kind of thing, but it's really good. It's done very well too because his yeah. personality is not somebody who's arrogant and flaunting his powers about. He's oh, only no. flaunting his powers he is flaunting because. His powers. Yeah, he is, but the but he's not doing it out of arrogance and to show off, but it's because people are literally so complacent in this world. And there is a lot of politics, there's a lot of bullying, and a lot of ridiculing other people. And he's like, no, I That's did not. That's not how that works. That's, yeah, exactly. This is not my ideal demon society. What's wrong with you This people? is not what I fought for. This I is not what I reincarnated for. As someone who's really not into the whole idea of overpowered uh, main character, as, um, as bringing up another show, The Irregular at Magic High School, I was not the biggest fan of it. I hated it for another character's reason, but the main <laughs> character still like wasn't an, like wasn't compelling to me whatsoever. I honestly stayed more for the soundtrack because the soundtrack was amazing um but it's like for me like overpowered characters aren't my basically like not even Saitama from one punch man who has a very likable personality honestly um like even he didn't really get me because um i don't know it's just i think I guess I just like more troll characters because because you know, <laughs> uh, Anos is definitely much more of a troll than the other and then the other two are because um, it's like Jay said like he does flaunt his powers but he does it in a way that's so ridiculous and so nonchalant that it doesn't even really feel like bragging because of that because he's just so powerful i don't know i just feel like this anime got something right with uh Anos's personality and portraying the actual overpowered nc where i am actually into it versus all the other ones where i'm like like i said even saitama who does have a very likable personality i'm just more like eh, about like i think you're great but i'm just you know i'm just not really that interested so <laughs> yeah i think i think it's oh, also okay, go for it go ahead all right fine i'll go i will assert my dominance uh 
So here's the thing. Just like Anos. Exactly. So I think the reason why people like this character is because they have confidence in themselves. Like referencing Irregular Magic High School. The guy's a doormat. I'm not even going to worry about it. Saitama is his (laughs) problem. Oh my god. His Saitama's problem is like they're playing that for laughs. One Punch Man, as great as the animation was in season one and as funny as the story can be. It's funny. It's a comedy. Uh, and there's definitely comedic elements in in this as well, but it's the you know it plays on the whole like wow he's completely overpowered this is ridiculous, um, and so you're getting the shock from other characters and you kind of laugh more as as the people close to him get more and more desensitized to it and other people are still kind of like whoa what's going on, but it's that that uh, assertion of like I am supposed to be here to do this thing because he's reincarnated he's like I'm still the Demon King I'm still the original Demon King. I have all these powers. It is, you know, I'm doing what I was going to do 2,000 years ago. My job is now to make demon society what I believe the ideal society should be. And I have the means, I have the I have the will, and I have the way. And so I'm going to make it happen. And it's, we don't need to waste any time being like, oh, wishy-washy this, or like, I'm uncertain about what I want. The certainty means that we cut through a lot of the bullcrap that makes, uh, that makes us annoyed with other, like, protagonist characters uh especially in that these kind of like true. fantasy world kind of shows mm-hmm. um i mentioned this in a in a like chat with agnes earlier uh which was that the the thing i get is that, that he reminds me of uh for those of you that play fate grand order is ozymandias he just kind of just stands there and he's like <laughs> oh my gosh gaze yeah. upon my works ye mighty and despair um like <laughs> i'm i'm great look at me uh you know I can make all of these ha- all of these things happen. Why? Because I'm the king. Like this is who I am. Of course, like it's ridiculous that you would think that I would do anything else. Uh, and so that 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 very he, our main character has a personality. That's that's what's think... important here. Even like a, 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 I hate to keep rambling, but like the other show that came to mind. I wasn't thinking about a regular Magic High School. I was thinking about Cautious Hero, mm. um, because that is the more recent like. <laughs> too strong kind of whatever and none of those jokes really worked for me i did not enjoy that show i dropped it i couldn't i couldn't finish it wow. whereas this seems like one that i will continue watching uh because which show you said it really fast which one which show did you refer to that you uh, dropped cautious that hero overpowered character cautious hero yeah. thank you oh mm, i think you dropped one too premature but that's for a different story <laughs> uh, I mean, I, cautious clearly, hero... look here's the thing here's the thing maybe i dropped a little bit too early but it is the anime's fault for not getting me into it fast enough. That is true. That's fair. That is a fair Misfit, uh, uh, the show has, a show has an yeah. obli- like mm-hmm. If it wants me to get to the end, it's got to be entertaining enough for me to stay. Right. Uh, and yeah. With... Cautious Hero played a lot of the comedic trope at the very beginning, and it does get old very quickly. It's not until like the final episode that there's a turnabout, but in this particular series for Misfit of Demon King, it's consistent and it continues to progress. There's no staleness in all, any of the jokes or any of the comedy. If anything, the comedy is actually minimized in the show. I, I gotta I, say, I did the laugh comedy... at the three-second rule joke, though. Okay, I was about to say, the comedy works for me because I know dad jokes are shamed and stuff, but I, I love, that. love dad jokes. <laughs> I'm not very good. I don't make them. I suck at making puns, honestly. Like, I... I genuinely don't think I will ever be capable of making dad jokes, but anyone who says them, I always laugh at them, and everyone thinks I'm ridiculous for laughing at them, but I just think they're 
funny. And so when he did the whole, like, that is what the three second rule was, I was guffawing. <laughs> like, at the <laughs> I, I couldn't... mean, I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean to say that the dad jokes are wrong, but it's not, it's not like they keep peppering it in every single scene. Yes, it's that's true. tastefully placed. Like, if, if you watch Misfit Demon King, because I literally just binged all three episodes today in one sitting, you don't hear the same joke repeated every, what, 10, 15 minutes in each oh, episode? It's and it's always different. Thing. Yeah. It's a different joke, and it's always changes. Like, for instance, the dad joke for the three-second rule was one thing, and then the other joke was in episode two when he first walks into the academy, and he's like, it is I, the Demon King. And then he turns to Misha, and he's like, did they like my joke? And she's like, I don't think they liked your joke. So like it changes. The tone changes and it's it's interspersed throughout the episodes, but it doesn't get tiring. Versus like Cautious Hero, it's repetitive and it's the same joke. It repeats mm, every 10 point. minutes. And you know what? Mm, that that's might... true. Because, yeah. Go. Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, what I'm saying is that... that it fulfills its own way, though. I, I think one thing Cautious Hero is that, yes, it's the same joke over and over, but then if you have the patience in you, now you get to the end, you understand why. Versus here, it doesn't bog that down, but already sets the tone of what this story is. We kind of already get an idea of, oh, he is the Demon King, but things have changed and things are different, but he's still going after that mission, and then... We're, we're not in this uh, slice of life he's... I mean, this is a slice have, of life, we, but we with Cautious Hero, just... We know what our main character's goal is. Right. Thank you. Like, he kind of just think... says it outright at the beginning of the show. I think, honestly, you hit it mm -hmm. on the mark, though, Agnes, with the fact that the jokes change, because that is probably the thing why One Punch Man also, um, as like I said, as much as Saitama mm -hmm. is a likable character and the animation, it's or I mean the anime series itself does like justice to the original source material, especially um, the first season. The sa it's still the same joke. It's Saitama looking for someone he can punch more than once and he still punches them once every time. And so it becomes less funny when you get into the second season it's the same thing over and over again so and i want to say like for demon a king academy there's also an overarching plot and history and even politics that is currently obscuring the truth of why the world does not remember him as the demon king yeah, it's got a mystery so, element to it, which is nice. Right. So then that's what keeps you rooted, is that this main character, even though he's perfect, he's OP, nobody remembers him. And he's kind of like, wait, something doesn't add up. Something had changed the last time I was here. So that's it adds also, that's also a different really flavor. Because we have like a physically powerful main character, which means that the challenge of the series is an intellectual one. Like Not to say yes. he's stupid, he's very intelligent, but... The fact that we're presented with a mystery as opposed to progressively more ridiculous people to beat up. Right, exactly. It gives it, won't get old. it it gives the character something to actually do rather than just show off his powers. The character's actually perplexed that something is wrong in this world and I need to figure out what it is. And you go on this quest with him rather than just watch him, like you said, just beat up other people and just assert his dominance and get a harem. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> He's still a getting a harem, though. We just it's have, not. Uh, here's the according thing. to uh, according to my uh, roommate who who reads the thing, it's not really so. 
Oh, excellent. it just seems. I guess it's just clickbait because there's a lot of female in the covers. It's more but like, it yeah, doesn't feel that it's, way it's, for it's, the first three episodes. It just gets a episodes. bunch of followers, but it's not so much as yeah, like, like any good king would. Um, but yeah, yeah, I that's am, true. Yep, any good king needs followers. That history yeah. thing. I am that nerd who, in the first episode alone, was making connections to real life and stuff because I know Demon King Academy in real life, but. What, um, at the end of the episode where the corrupt, one of the corrupt uh, noblemen were like, we are the direct descendant line of, you know, the great first demon king and stuff. And he was like, oh, that's what you guys are using my bloodline for to like assert like through this and stuff. And it made me think, and I, my first thought literally goes to, this is a good reflection of society and how society, um, perception warps real history in order to uh, in order to benefit the corrupt uh, politicians <laughs> of this world to keep them in power oh my <laughs> pretty much there are oh countless there are countless but, of royal families even in the current period that try to use godly lineages or even right, legendary yeah. or divine right, divine, divine right yeah. in, his, in european history and then for other countries and ethnicities they will assert that you know a particular god or a particular legendary hero figure is their ancestor so there's, and use there's, that there's, in order to pull leverage there's a lot to unpack there so let's just take that whole suitcase and push it off to another episode uh we'll talk about this more later <laughs> yeah. that's true uh, if anything oh yeah if anything if anything watch demon demon king academy even if you think it looks like a harem give it a shot yeah it's it's got a surprisingly deceptive like key art like promotional artwork is uh, <laughs> yeah. pretty generic. Uh, it's it's more than that. Also, comedy parents. I love the parents. They make me laugh. Ten out of ten parents. I want to be like those parents. Also, <laughs> I enjoy the fact that Arnos does not hate his parents. Like they're wacky, crazy characters, and his response is just like, "Yeah, they're my parents." Welcome guests. We're having dinner tonight. Like honestly, like at least to me, it seems like he he's actually very fond of them and that he cares a lot. Yeah, it's so it's. I I was like, holy cow! Like a healthy family dynamic where both parents and the child are like in the same house and they get along well together. (laughs) I haven't seen one of these in a really long time because like half the anime are are like, oh, my parents are overseas doing work, and then the other half are like, parents, what are those? That's so true. Yeah. Oh, man. We definitely need an Allocane episode for Misfit of Demon King Academy, and we definitely will. Um, but beautiful thing is it did a good job in three episodes. I think it has all of us hooked, and it fits the three-episode rule. You're going to be interested. You're going to enjoy it, and it's definitely not what I expected. First review, as a lot of people said, it's OP. He's OP character, but it's definitely more to that, and can't wait to dive more into I think, honestly, show. two episodes is... It, you don't even need three episodes. Like, two episodes, I was I was in it. By episode three, they were already like, cool, right. you're, we all know you're here now. Let's get moving on to the real, like, real plot, because we left yes. episode 100%. three on a pretty good cliffhanger. Oh, without a doubt. And now our final show for tonight, or our podcast, we're recording this tonight, oh, no, uh, is The God of High School. Now. Oh no, what, I mean, the horror? Like, we record during the day? I mean, Jokes I on you, we're all from we'll the moon. Lawnmowers. We're all moon men. There we go. We record on <laughs> moon, moon night men. time. Let's talk about okay. God of High School. Moon night time. <laughs> yes, the God of High School. It is the second uh, Webtoon Crunchyroll partnership collaboration anime that we got, animated by Studio Mappa. It's got the word God in it again. has been a lot of... It does have the word God in it again. Uh, which hasn't really been explained yet, but we'll see. Uh... As a lot of people like to reference it, it's the tournament arc anime, 
and true the tournament is called the god of high school but we're starting to see by the third episode we're starting to see a lot more uh behind the scenes that's happening uh in the third episode we got to see oh this organization is starting to exert its power and we saw a bit of it in the first episode too where you had these crony politicians that were were they politicians they were or crony politicians no, got mysteriously removed that's true, yes. And then we Thank see you. a big old handprint, and, and we're like, I wonder what that could be. And then all of a sudden, we had Robert Downey Jr. as president, so there's that. Yep. Iron Man is president in this That's world. That's right, President um, Iron Man. It, it, president <laughs> Iron Man of the United States. Uh, but even then, this show is very, very action-heavy, like really action-heavy. I think I'm always on the ed- edge of my seat every single time when it comes to watching The God of High School. And... It's kind of just what I think the general anime fandom wants. They love My Hero Academia. They love tournament arcs. They just love shonen action. Um, that's why it's, it's one of the popular genres. And this delivers that, but also gives some very compelling characters too. We have Jinmori, who's very carefree and very strong, but he's also very childish. caring. Child, it's childish, childish too. Very might childish might even be a good and... way to put it because of that like carefree and generally bubbly, but also... It, I don't know if I'm generalizing here, but children just have a better way of, are much better at gauging, like, oh, people are not, adults are all liars. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. And then recently we got, uh, I think the first episode, I'm going to keep touching on the first episode. I think the first episode just did a really good job in just throwing, getting throwing you, you into the world. excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did. Um for those who have not read the webtoon, the anime starts off uh, a couple chapters further and, and glosses through some backstory. But honestly, I think it was a fantastic job. And I think we talked about it prior, did we not? Yeah, we talked about no. it and we did touch upon it about our expectations for God of High School in the last podcast we did. Thank you. I was trying to remember. I feel like I talked about this, but I'm not sure if it's deja vu. Um, episode one was just really good. I, I, I the, the comedy, the 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 execution and animation and just the the camera shot if many was here he would talk about the camera shot i think it's probably one of the best sakugas i've ever the, had oh, the in car the chase scene? this is why we the, the, bike, the car the chasing scene? oh mm-hmm. that was man. really good the bike scene. i like that, that a lot really because it was, it was so a, good it was a camera shot and a sequence that you never that basically would have been impossible to recreate in real life like you can have following cameras yes. with like a guy on rollerblades with a camera but this camera goes like over and under and through cars and that's just not something you can really do mm-hmm. easily in real life mm-hmm. not at all and Cruncher's made, made Cruncher just released a behind the scenes uh, video that's available uh, right now on Crunchyroll. um i think it's like a good 22 ish minutes just diving into how they made some of the scenes and they used uh motion capture motion capture yeah. Yeah. thank you motion capture which I thought was really incredible to see. And it makes you appreciate these fighting scenes and action even more because they're taking, I don't, I didn't watch the full documentary, but they're taking people who know how to like fight and give those actions. And it just makes it, uh, because it serves two roles. One, you're capturing uh, the actions, then you can animate over it. But two, you're seeing how actual fighting movement flows so that as an animator, you now have an example to go after and can use as a reference. And oftentimes that's difficult uh, when you're trying to draw or animate something too. It's also a big win for all the like martial arts fans that are also watching this because they get to be like, because you know how disappointed it can be when like a show or television thing 
you know, it's like, oh, we're doing a, we're doing a show, we're doing an anime about something. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's my one of my passions outside of like anime. Like for me, it's trains and railroading. And when I see things that are inaccurate, or when I see things that are misrepresented, I feel heartbroken because it, when people that don't have the same depth of knowledge as I do see something and go, oh, that must be how it is, and it's incorrect, that just hurts because it's spreading misinformation. So when you have stuff, when you're spending the time to get motion capture on actual martial artists and use that for your animation, it's a huge win in the accuracy uh, department. Oh, definitely. Agnes, I would say it's I think you're a fan half. of martial arts, right? I actually did practice martial arts. Um, I did Shotokan karate. You are an expert. Well, oh, no, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. I would say I'm a novice. But I did do martial arts for quite a long time. And I had intended to continue it with, into college. But unfortunately, college things happen and you get busy. You have other priorities. I will say that I definitely applaud them for using motion capture on these people who do martial arts in order to capture the full spectrum of God of High School. But I wouldn't say that it's 100% realistic. Uh, this is mainly because God of High School is advertised as a shonen, So there's a lot of stances and stuff that are kind extra. of exasperate. Yeah, they're a little bit extra. Right. Yeah, And it's not something that I would go and I sit and be like, wow, that was a really accurate kimodachi, or that was a really accurate like way of di or directing the punch towards the sternum kind of thing. It's kind of like, all right, okay, I can see it. I can see it. Because I've seen things like, if you watch like Avatar The Last Airbender, right? That's yes. an example of an animation <laughs> where they use every single bender move is based off of a Chinese martial art. And they're all extremely grounded. You don't see people like flying in the air, doing like three kicks in the air, because generally that's not going to generate power. Generating power is from the floor. So that's a little bit more realistic than God of High School, but we're catering to different audiences here. So it works a bit differently. Yes. Sorry, did I ramble? No, we're good. This <laughs> no, is no, good. No. Because I, we no, got, I think, thank I, you. We, that's our expert opinion. Everybody applaud our expert. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> I was about to I was about to say the same thing too. Uh, while it's not, I'm not an expert, by the way. Uh, no experience whatsoever. Agnes could probably easily destroy me in a match one on one. Period. No, I won't. Uh, but what I was trying to, but I think what God of High School does a good job is at least bringing a lot of these elements, and we and they do dive into it a lot too. Oh, we see elements like you have a guy who's having this Tai Chi. Uh, style and then you have people in karate style and they do bring those taekwondo everything in obviously it's still animeified or it's, you know this fantasy yeah. style you, mm -hmm. you have these yeah. supernatural powers in a way and you have these crazy animation fight sequence and you have people yelling their movies <laughs> probably don't nope. do in, in you, real life you... i don't yell moonlight sword number four i'm pretty sure no. in your tournaments no. agnes <laughs> uh in tournaments someone's gonna knock you in the face before you even get the chance to say moonlight but there you go. but usually it is true that in a lot of at least Japanese martial arts, I wouldn't say so much of Chinese or other martial arts, even like Israeli and Russian, things like that. In Japanese martial arts, you do what they call kiai, which is a shout. Uh, and the mm -hmm. kiai is generally made to intimidate somebody as well. Um, hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of animes like to take that concept of a ki and then insert like technique number 243 of my style execute kind of thing just to make it flashy but also to kind of retain that 
sense that it's a martial art question mark. I don't know. It's it an also, interesting it, point. It appeals to people that don't know as much about martial yeah, art. Yeah, because like if you if you, watch like if you two look at again, each other, <laughs> only the well, I mean, again, I will give the on. other example. Uh, Legend of Korra in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, they don't scream their sorry, moves. I'm, a, I'm an Avatar fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will keep. I'll keep using this as a reference because I think it's a very good show, animation, anime, however you want to call it, that actually does do a very good job of martial strategy and tactics. Um, and for one very good reason, none of the characters in there shout out their moves. They just do it. They just execute it. Secrets. But yeah, that's just my rant. That's just my little rant about, <laughs> about anime like fights. I'd like to say for Avatar real quick, since I don't watch God of High School, I have oh, wanted to be a firebender <laughs> since the start of like my discovery of the show, except no matter how many stupid element quizzes I take, regardless of who makes the element quiz, I always get water and have now <laughs> completely embraced the fact that I'm a waterbender, so that is all. That's fair. That's fair. All right. But all in all, I think God of High School still execute that shonen trope that a lot of people are looking for. I feel a little bit disappointed, mainly because I don't read the webtoons, I don't get the full breadth of the martial knowledge that is inserted into the series, because the anime focuses a bit more on the action, but it's a good thing to just kind of sit there and watch the action too. It's very satisfying. It it is it is very oh, satisfying 100%. action. Like this uh, is the shonen series of the season. Yeah, for sure. Please watch it. Yes. Please watch God of Please High watch School. God of High School. <laughs> and if you're very interested in it, do the research yourself. Go read the webtoon. I'm pretty sure there's tons of information you can look up from there. Yeah, I'd recommend the webtoon. There's a lot. Because in the fights, because the webtoon can space it out a little more with the chapters, Ooh. it'll be like, we're in a fight. Now please hold as we get one to two to four chapters of backstory and all, like, that's when you really download all of their techniques and all the knowledge because that's when they have time to go talk about it. If you were to do that in the anime you'd get like a dragon ball problem where like this one kick is going to take four episodes because we got to go like trace back the <laughs> anyway uh so they cut all the backstory out which is it's not necessary to enjoy the fighting which is why they cut it correct, correct. and here's the fun and the funny thing too is the author has has done some video like video comments here and there on Crunchyroll, and i believe dragon ball was one of the shows that inspired him uh to make the god of high school ah. and when it came and Joseph Cho, which is something one of the producers uh, that was in charge of God of High School Project 2, even noted how oftentimes authors have a big say in the anime adaptation. I think he's like said 8 to 2 to 9 to 1 ratio or something like that between authors and the creative's team. But for God of High School and MAPPA and the director, uh, director um, Song Ho Park, had complete total freedom, like almost complete total freedom. And the author was just very hands-off and based off the documentary. So we got to see uh, the anime and the anime studio do a good job in presenting what we want out of anime, which is just action-packed and awesome stuff. But if you want the information, you want all that nitty-gritty stuff, then you go read the webtoon. I think it's a, a fantastic If you balance. want an so illustrated you, you want encyclopedia, more, go, go read the read webtoon. The webtoon. <laughs> there you go. Mm -hmm. All right. And with that, I think... We'll finish our first impressions. Uh, this is our part one. Part two next week, we'll be diving into other shows such as Rent a Girlfriend <laughs> and Decadence. Yes. Uh, we might be adding another show. So we're going to have a lot of fun with those next week. So oh. I hope you enjoy us for the second for, uh, part. Part two. But... And basically, to summarize the podcast, Fruits Basket, please watch it. Uh, Misfit Demon King Academy, please watch it. God of High School, really, truly, 
please watch it. Shows are good this season. Like, it, it's they are. They really are. Also, if we don't talk about a show, it may be because we just didn't like it and didn't want to talk about it. So if it's on the podcast, it means we like it. <laughs> or we just forgot about it, or not enough of us has watched yeah, it yet. I mean, granted, I'm about to, I'm about to, uh, like, be very, very mean in the next episode. So sometimes, if we talk about a show, it's probably also because we hate it. So. <laughs> it means we have passion that is very for true. it. Anyway, it's time for the question corner. Oh, wonderful listeners! I have been asking, uh, new, uh, you know, asking for it for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it's finally here. And I'm on the podcast, which means I get to be in charge of asking the questions. Uh, also, I'm asking the questions because I have the fewest answers. So, we have a question corner Discord channel in our Discord. If you want to ask questions, uh, head on over to the Anime Trending Discord and check out the, uh, what did we call it again? We called it the question corner it's probably called podcast question, question corner, corner. yeah <laughs> oh wow such great go. naming all right so we've picked three questions these are all from the discord because where else would they be coming from uh so first question this is asked by user mango shake uh any plan to hold panels at future conventions when death corona is not happening anymore yes what conventions uh yeah, that's true. What conventions? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I think with virtual conventions, it's a little bit challenging to get fan panels. I think Crunchyroll Expo allows for that, but I don't think we're going to do it. But had Anime Expo did happen this year and Fanime and San Jose did happen, uh, I'm pretty sure we would have had panels there. Uh, hopefully next year when, fingers crossed, vaccine is uh, made and deployed across most of the population and conventions can resume. Yeah, we'll definitely be going back to panels and conventions. Um, it's one of my favorite part of anime training is being able to report and share a lot of news with everyone. There's also meeting a lot of very awesome people, yeah. too. So, yes, we will, we will be, doing be doing it conventions, soon. Uh, as soon as we're allowed to, and a lot of them are going to be in California. That's just how it is because a lot of conventions are in California. Um, that is true. But yeah. Or at least a lot of the really big ones are in yeah. California. But well, you know, we'll see. If 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 we go to other ones, we'll let you all know. With plenty of time. We'll plenty of time in advance. Like you it won't be we won't be a surprise, don't worry. Alright. And we Second do question. Um, we do sincerely oh. want to meet you guys. Um you guys have been a great community for us, so um so it's it won't just be fun for I mean uh, since the person's asking it won't just be fun for you guys who want to meet us but it'll be fun for us as well so we enjoy I enjoy interacting that was very with fun I promise <laughs> question <laughs> the way the way you say it makes it sound like you do <laughs> I'm bad I'm bad at online public... communities I'm bad at online communities I'm not I'm not a very fast typer uh, and I get lost in con- conversation sometimes so. Uh, getting to meet people face to face is something I really enjoy, and it's also why I'm doing very poorly in the current situation. Anyway, Aww. question number two: How is anime trending connected to other major organizations in the anime industry? Do your charts get considered by Japanese creators? That is asked by user Alveolate. I'm I'm A L V E O L A T E. Aloe vera latte. I don't know. I'm bad at names. <laughs> there we go. Aloe vera latte. I love it. Aloe vera. Mm, I don't know if I would have an aloe vera latte, but aloe vera is very good for the skin. Very, very good for I'm skin. I'm sunburned, so yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, sunburn's bad. Um, to answer that question, 
to some extent. Uh, it yes, our charts do get recognized by Japanese creators uh, a lot more often than you realize. I think it always surprises us too as a community. Oh, we're shocked. Uh, when we're we're always shocked. Like I think we're always shocked. I don't know why we're always shocked, but we're always like, wow, that like they found it. Like they love it. Uh, case in point, the uh, Vinland Saga, the entire Vinland Saga creative staff was aware of uh, them winning the anime trending awards last year that they even gave us comments from the director to the art, uh, one of the art directors and a producer. And we were very fortunate to work closely with, uh, with studio, which was the, which was in charge of the animation production for that show. So it was really awesome to, uh, to work with them. Uh, Ascendance of a bookworm uh, author has oftentimes uh, retweeted the charts as well as Senryo girls. Uh, char- uh, retweets. Um, last season, ID Invaded. That would be two seasons Was one of our ago. top shows of the season, and thank you, Tisa's gonna write summer now. Yeah, so from the winter 2020 season, uh, the official Twitter account, the Japanese Twitter account that manages uh, the anime, uh, frequently retweeted as well as commented about the the show making it to the charts as well. So we've been very fortunate to have recognition from the Japanese creators. Uh, whether it impacts the creation of anime, I, it probably I don't doesn't. Know, but <laughs> we're just happy that Senpai probably noticed absolutely us. not. Yeah, pretty much. We're just really happy that the shows. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it's true. It's the people who make the shows that we love and champion and enjoy, and they see it. So it's like that's really awesome. Um, yeah, that's what else. I mean, those are the big few that come I to mind. I'm pretty sure I'm missing more because. Had, um... Um, the wonderful artist for uh, Kaguya-sama's opening theme song. I'm not saying his name because I don't want to butcher his name. But, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, James, you love him. Martin, um, no, Masayuki Suzuki. Oh, Martin. yeah, Masi- uh, Masayuki Suzuki. Yeah, our, our the as he calls himself, the up-and-coming Annie Song artist, despite the fact that he has had a very successful career in the Japanese music industry for like the last 40 years. Personally, I love his music because it's that kind of like doo-wop kind of rock and roll sound that I really like. Um, yes, we get we get noticed. Uh, does that bear any fruit? Generally, no. But it's good good enough for us right now. Yes, uh, <laughs> he had a lot of fun because we had the shuffle charts and Daddy Daddy Do, which was the opening to Kaguya Sama Love Is War season two, consistently ranked at the top, which was really awesome. So it was it was fun seeing him get really excited for that. Yeah. Alright, third question, also by Alavera Latte. Um, how does anime trending make money? Uh, we don't. Please support us on Patreon. Yeah. We... <laughs> that, that's uh, just such a bad guy. I think we There are advertisements. We have, we, have, we have advertisements on the website that make us, like, what, half a cent? Per click or something? I don't. It's pretty small. The website ads barely cover our server costs, and no, sometimes no, no. it as doesn't. The, so as the person a who lot counts of it, the money, it does not cover our server costs. No, it doesn't. It does not. It, it never. Not anymore. It, it would have, but then we kept getting more traffic, and then I'm like, we had right, to beef we up pay the more server, now. Yeah. <laughs> last year, at the end of last year, we were we were out there, and then we realized, oh shoot, there's more people coming in. Oh no, we have to pay. Yeah, no, we don't. Um, we we it's it's been a lot out of uh my own pocket. Yeah, a lot of a lot uh, of for our, this project. When we uh, when we this, go to uh, conventions to cover news for you guys too, that's also out of our pocket for that for all of us. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yep, most definitely. Yeah. 
Um, we pay but... for our own food, lodgings, etc. I think the only thing that gets covered is the fact that conventions comp press badges. I think that's the only... Everything else is on us. Yeah. Not that... Yep. No... That's just... It's... We, we sound super that... down on it. We love doing it. Like, here's the thing. If we weren't right. pressed, we'd still be going to these conventions. Um... <laughs> we would. But... Uh, yeah, we don't make money. But we certainly would like to support us on Patreon. Well, to rephrase, we do have advertisement revenue, but it isn't like we're we're making money to continue doing it as a thing. It's right now about our passion and project and hoping to continue providing content to the community as well. Uh, a lot of it is just spent out of our own time because everyone else here pretty much has full-time jobs and I have my own side contractor stuff to do when I can. I and mean, that's going fantastic with COVID, so huzzah. <laughs> uh, but besides the point, um, we always appreciate the support, which is why we love to go to conventions because from a digital wall, we never get to see that. And then to see it physically with people, it's always uh, exhilarating to just continue making awesome content and making uh, cool things with for the community and seeing that people do like what we make and that's always awesome. Yeah. Like, I, um, so any support you give is always great. I, I want to reiterate that anime trending is not like is literally made up of just us fans who just wanted to do this like none of us yeah none of us came in with the intention of anime trending becoming anime trending as it is today so um, <laughs> yeah so it's just, I don't think like, literally everything we I do, mean Agnes literally we do it because we love it so <laughs> yeah I remember telling Agnes about anime training too and i remember it was just like in high school it was just like oh yeah it's, it's just a thing that i work on and i was always like cryptic about it i no, i did not expect it to be like this awesome and cool to do uh a couple years later which is now and who knows what the future unholds what untolds unholds i am bad with what idioms. the future this holds pod... or how things will <laughs> Thank unfold you. <laughs> there you go thank you i used to you... laugh at noobles because um, Nubel's really stressed about the anime industry, and I'm like, Psh, what are you talking about? We're in the age where we fansub and we illegally watch things with third party. And look where we are now. That was before, <laughs> yeah, that was before Crunchyroll was a thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's true. I was the first preacher you in were that the first, high school. <laughs> everyone in our high school, in that entire club, I was they looked at you like you were a maniac. Like, do you expect us high schoolers who can't even do a part-time job to pay for a subscription wall? Are you joking with me? Now you look like, what, fast forward four years later, almost everything has a subscription wall now, and everyone pays up for it. And everyone, and it's yes. the way to support content, even if it's not from Crunchyroll. You see it with Funimation, you see it with Netflix, you even see it with Spotify, the thing that everybody uses. So, yep. who knows? And Join our Patreon to, to get the exclusive podcast. Join our Patreon. <laughs> Oh my god. Noobles has some very interesting sayings that he always like in- accidentally says when we're Oh no, but here we go. Yes, if you support us on Patreon, we will make t shirts of those. interested in buying shirts of his sayings because I just <laughs> say I went on a weird creative route and like created a bunch of shirt designs specifically for um, idioms that noobles think are idioms which are not so <laughs> like what i said earlier the, the i even forgot what, what the i said future the future unholds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. i'm really good at this 
So Anyways, that long, uh, winding answer to how does anime trending make money, uh, we have some ad revenue that doesn't cover the cost of running the server, and this is a labor of love. Please support us on Patreon. Yes, uh, your continued support is always welcome, and do not feel pressured, but if things go well, we'll definitely do more fun stuff on Patreon, but you know, we're available on Discord and all that stuff, so... Yeah. Man, I feel I feel like I'm this terrible money grubbing because every single like every third sentence is ended with "Please support us on Patreon." Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we've answered some questions. Continue asking them because at some point we'll run out. Remember, you can find us on Discord in the podcast question corner channel. Uh, ask us a question, and if we like it, we'll react to it with uh, the an emote, and I'll put it in the spreadsheet, and we'll bring it up at another uh, at another podcast. All of these questions are kind of like two weeks old at this point, so we're working on it. We've got a backlog, but that'll run out. Uh, who knows? We, we may never get to the backlog. Who knows? Yeah, things may always be in limbo. Heck, if we get enough, we'll, yes. do, we'll just do like a question and answer podcast. That's true, we could do that, but with due time. Anyways, thank you very much for joining our uh, Anime Trending Podcast, Andy Trenders. As always, thank you for your constant support. Uh, looking forward to next week's episode, where we'll dive into part two of the summer 2020 anime season. Our first impressions here on Anime Trending. First impressions part uh, I'm two, your host, Electric Boogaloo, where James desperately tries to prevent Gracie from just completely going on a massive hour and a half long rant about Rantic Girl. Guys, I will I'm be, be on top of the game next week, so prepare for the loud voices and the over-talking again. <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. Anyways, thank you very much. Gracie, please get well. Uh, I'm Nubles, uh, here with James and Agnes, and Gracie, who will feel better hopefully next week. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. Next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.